Welcome to Almost Famous Minute, where we're discussing the 2000 Cameron Crowe film, Almost Famous, One Minute at a Time. I'm Eric Nash from Feels Like Weezer. And I'm Arielle from Penny Lane Zine. Hey, how you doing, Arielle? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. It's uh, early here in Australia, but yeah. we're good to go. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm so glad you, you were able to join us Uh you're one of the first people that I, I'm, I'm very unfamiliar with. I haven't really connected yeah. in, in too much of a, any other way before. I haven't had too much of a, a familiarity with or, or through anyone else, really. So I'm so yeah, glad you got to I'm join just, us. You're a big fan of Almost Famous, is my understanding. Huge fan of Almost Famous. Um, I even have a tattoo saying it's all happening, but I'm really hoping my mom's not listening because she doesn't know yeah. about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it's my first podcast, so... Everyone who's listening, please yeah. bear with me. <laughs> going great so far, I say. Thank you. Um, so this is uh, Minute 44. You're here with us. And it starts with Russell telling William about what he's worried about and ends with Russell telling William about responsibilities. <laughs> yeah. And it's a lot of Russell talking. I, I counted yeah. the words even, <laughs> or at least roughly. Yeah. It's, it's a little over 100 and to w- William's one. <laughs> Yeah, and a lot of Opie um, nodding and saying okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, and definitely the uh, you know, I mean, it's the close-up shots on each of them, um, you know, with with their eyes being very expressive each each of them, but definitely um, uh, William uh, with 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 his looks, his eyes. I almost feel like this could have been you know a, a later in the shoot uh, scene. I don't know that I haven't really ever figured out you know gone into uh the detail of what the shooting order was or anything but it yeah. seems a little more a little more on the mature and less less of the of the uh baby fat on his face yeah and i heard that um his voice broke during filming as well yeah mm-hmm. that would have been really hard to yeah. to do i don't know how they kind of got around that yeah. so um the song that's playing is simple man is that right oh yeah that's right for sure. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I don't think in the last minute or two while it was playing then, um, with the guests we had on then, but, um, you know, we didn't talk about it too much, but if, if there's any more, uh, you know, uh, uh, your take on, on Skinner themselves or, or, or the, or the song, that'd be, that'd be wonderful to hear. Well, I, I don't know if it was just like, I mean, they, they paid tribute to loads of these amazing bands and yeah. Cameron Crowe has such a good soundtrack going on. Um, but, um, yeah, I, I actually read up on how Leonard Skinner kind of got together and it was um, that they were playing on rival baseball teams <laughs> and one of them um, injured the other one. Uh, and so inexplicably, like, they just, just decided to go and jam together and um, it kind of, in this minute, they, Russell talks about how he um, grew up with those guys and that they grew up together. And that kind of seems to be the only background on the band, like from before um, their tour, really. And I thought that might be a nod to Leonard Skinner, how they grew up together and another mm-hmm. reason why it influenced the formation of Stillwater, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and it's, it's definitely a, the huge point. I think the big big takeaway from this minute, from this that, from this monologue, almost that essentially that we're getting from Russell, that you know yeah. that, that 
his, his advancement and <laughs> and and the ability and and yeah. know, the skill with which he plays music. Um, he plays guitar, um, and and probably he probably has you know maybe plays some role as you know uh, in the uh, production side of the you know behind the boards mm. as as many bands started to do, especially at, you know especially because I'm. With with my big fave band, uh, the Beatles, um, I was very I'm yeah. very aware of how much they played a role in, you know, in the production in side. Production. Yeah, and they went on to found um, Apple Records and all of that as well. So oh, yeah. they were mm-hmm. interested in it. Well, they, oh, they realized there's a lot of money that they weren't making from their own. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, probably that so as forth, well. You know, so I think they decided, well, let's help other people make records and we'll have some money from that too but yeah. then it wasn't run very well either though unfortunately no it was uh out with a bang wasn't it very quick yeah. <laughs> but um yeah is this the first kind of um bit where we get to uh, where russell really vocalizes his um dissatisfaction with his other band members and kind of admits to to william that he's better than them essentially or that's what he thinks anyway oh yeah yeah Yeah, i would say so yeah it's yeah and we haven't had the the minute yet with the t-shirt and then the ensuing oh yeah i mean that's i think that's a hammer at home even more Um, yeah and that's that's out in front of everyone (laughs) it's not just kind of behind behind their backs saying this to the one person that doesn't want to he ought not to be saying it to (laughs) Yeah, yeah, and it it seems like everyone really, um, you know, is starting to to trust William, but they kind of still see him as the enemy, like, and they Uh kind of make fun of him for it. Um, Oh yeah, yeah, and we even had a recent guest that was talking about that was how awful it was, kind of, to be calling him the enemy. Well, at at first, I kind of agree with that, but then at at a point, it essentially just becomes a fun nickname. You yeah, know, and just no, like Opie. No harm by it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I think really um what's really jarring about this little speech that Russell gives to William is that you see on one side you see Opie, I was about to call him Opie, on William's youthfulness and on the other side like Russell's trying to explain something really complex to him as mm. delicately as he can about, you know, yeah. his, having uh, wives and girlfriends who aren't on the road and it you wonder whether it's just you know for the sake of the magazine article or if you it's also because you realize he's just a kid and but he's just got this huge responsibility he has as like a basically a pseudo adult writer writing for uh-huh. a million people according to russell <laughs> <laughs> bit cocky of him to say that <laughs> Um, uh, just to exp- help help uh, explain, just in case anyone might be listening for the first time, yeah. for some crazy reason, uh, for this minute. But um, <laughs> I mean, what what Russell starts off with is, well, that's what I'm worried about, and that's in response to Williams last minute what he said is, which is, I will quote you warmly and accurately. And yeah. Real quick, that was because Russell said, "Just make us look cool." <laughs> yeah, and that seems to be kind of a continued theme throughout the movie of them just wanting to look cool. Yeah. According to William. 
Yeah, and um, you know how he says, like, the people that you meet on the road, and he says mm-hmm. it in such an emphasized way. Yeah. Like, what's what's your take on that? Well, I mean, I definitely thought about, because because he does give those pauses around on the road, you know, I definitely thought of, uh, not that I've read it, but I've certainly read about it plenty, uh, uh, Jack Kerouac's yeah. uh, book, On the Road. Um, uh, yeah. But, you know... Otherwise, you know, it's, I think it's just, you know, him also more likely emphasizing that, you know, there's different rules. It's almost like uh, Las Vegas, you know, what stays in Las Vegas or what you do in Las yeah. Vegas stays in Las Vegas. You know? <laughs> and, uh, uh, he has this mentality yeah. and a lot of, a lot of bands, a lot of band members throughout uh, many years now of, of rock and roll, maybe even before, but uh, yeah, and- had this mentality of, uh, cheating is essentially okay <laughs> yeah and it and doesn't matter if it's on the road yeah i mean on the road is a is a great book i i read it when i was uh okay. in colombia traveling so it was like one of those books that you you it's good to read while you're actually on the road <laughs> but then it's also also good when you're coming back from traveling and you miss it and yeah that I, I what i took from this was um because because when he said, like, you know, the people that you meet on the road and then it kind of shot to Penny and all the others and yeah, all of that, right. um, mm-hmm. that he's trying to kind of ensure Opie <laughs> that he's going to meet people like Penny Lane and the other girls if he sticks to being on Russell's side. And it it probably wouldn't have even crossed his mind that, that William has a bit of a crush on Penny. Hmm. Who's Penny blowing the kiss at? Is it at both of them? Oh, yeah. <laughs> is it at Russell? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, that's that's definitely a uh, an issue there that they're both. You know, it is it is essentially a love triangle um, yeah. throughout the movie um, that's been happening and and will continue to happen. But um, it's I, I would I would have to say that's definitely more towards Russell, but William just doesn't know it. <laughs> No, it's kind of like when you when you see someone that you know in public and you yeah. know that you think they're waving at you and they're waving at someone yeah. else and it's just the most humiliating thing. Although William probably is just like, oh yeah, it's for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then I I loved how you know he's talking about the rest of the band members and that he's passed them. Yeah. And it's showing the shots of each of the other three and it's. The order that it's in is is the order that I like to think of, of the band. Oh, I didn't very notice similar that. to again to the Beatles with John, Paul, George, and Ringo. That it's yeah. uh, Russell himself being the numero uno. Yeah, and Jeff, Larry, and Ed. Yeah, true. Is it in this minute um, in the extended version where he he interviews Larry, or is it the next? Yeah, that'll be the next minute. Yeah, I definitely will. Oh, be okay. That. Uh, okay. And there's actually even a bigger, a bigger, um, bit more dialogue, uh, also. Yeah, from Russell, isn't it? For this between uh, William and Russell, it was kind yeah. Of... Uh, yeah, and for, for for this minute, it's there. There is this very small, small, small difference. No dialogue difference, but it's just a little bit as far as how long some of the shots, a couple of the shots are. You know, yeah, just a little bit longer. Yeah. He's talking about his um, his bandmates getting richer, but for now they're still kind of humble and they're opening for another band and they're drinking beer in a motel. Like it doesn't look like the glamorous 
rock star life yet. Mm-hmm. But having said that, it, it kind of looks like they're having fun. Yeah. Uh, and it's a whole other thing is the sequence of events here is that, you know, we've had the, they were at the radio uh, DJ and that was shown in the extra deleted scenes um, in the, in the okay. uh, untitled cut. Um, yeah. But it was talked about, it was referred to in the theatrical. Um, so it was definitely uh, okay. uh, stuff, uh, you know, in canon, so to speak. Um, but um, yeah, in this, in, you know, in this case, you know, I mean, it's, so it's that, still that same evening. And then we'll get something from next minute. Like, okay, wait, is this still the same night or is it yeah. next night maybe? Yeah, Hopefully. I don't know. With the, uh, with the imbibing that's going on here. But, you know, I mean, it's not like they're, you know, it's not like part of their job is driving. <laughs> no. Like driving issues. It's uh, Plenty of people have got, gotten up on the stage with at least a little slight buzz, if not more. Yeah, I think sometimes it depends who you are, but it can aid your performance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not that I have experience with it, but I've I've heard from several people that I know that it's it's easier. <laughs> <laughs> Not the driving, just to be clear. <laughs> no, oh, performing. No, no, yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, it's still even though they're in the kind of humble position it, it looks like they're having a lot more fun than they do later on don't want to spoil too much but oh yeah when they yeah yeah they're all you know no one's no one's seemingly being you know mean to each other like we've had where we're gonna have some uh get to see some uh, moments of yeah uh, coming up here yeah well you know what listeners i know that free stuff is awesome but free stuff to spice up your bedroom is even better. Through the Pantheon Network and this show, Almost Famous Minute, at Adam and Eve, you get to select almost any one item for 50% off. And then Adam and Eve loads on the free stuff. Just make sure you enter offer code AFMPOD at checkout and get 10 tantalizing free gifts. You can get a sexy item for him, a special gift for her, and a third item you'll both enjoy. And on top of all that, you also get six free spicy movies. Yeah, that's right, movies. I know you all like movies because you listen to this podcast about the movie Almost Famous. Finally, you also get free shipping. That's right. Can't do better than that. That's AFMPOD, AFMPOD, at adamandeve.com. Just type in AFMPOD at checkout. It's all happening. It's oh, um, there's not a whole lot more that I really have for this minute. It's like I was saying, we, we've we've already talked a little bit about stuff that's going on next minute. But um, uh, is there anything else you, you had thoughts for? Yeah. Um, I just I just wonder when you know when he's talking about he's like some people that you meet on the road are some there's some really amazing people. That, mm. It's it's kind of ambiguous about how he feels about Penny at this point. Um, you don't really know if he's talking about her specifically, um, but then he hesitates and he thinks, maybe he thinks he's said too much and he goes on the, kind of his path of trying to quietly manipulate William by, by saying, like you. Yeah. <laughs> and and William's really flattered by this, you know. So he, he's kind of... Um, He's kind of making friends with them at this point, which is what Lester Bangs told him exactly not to do. 
Oh, that's for sure. Yeah, that's, that's definitely something I said back when Lester said that. I was like, and this is a format for what we're going to see, a blueprint. Yeah. You know, that, that uh, okay, all these things that he's not supposed to do, he will do. And Yeah, that's what teenagers that's, do. That's though. where we're going to get, uh, you know, a good story from. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that's all I have about this okay. minute. It was just a lot of talking, not that it wasn't a good minute. <laughs> um. So, uh the the ranking that I've been asking our guests to do, um, it's the uh, the four bands that are considered to uh, make up the band Stillwater, uh, Almond yeah. Brothers Band, uh, Eagles, Led Zeppelin, and Leonard Skinner. Your personal uh, little uh, favorite to least favorite, or vice versa. Mm, okay, so it's funny how much of a fan I am of this movie, but I'm not a huge fan of prog rock in general. But. Um, I would say Allman Brothers first, then possibly Led Zeppelin after, because I do like some of their stuff, but it's it's super varied, and I I don't really like the actual like band members all too much. <laughs> um, oh, okay. Yeah. Like just you know all the stuff with Jimmy Page in the past, and them kind of acting like divas. It kind of turns me off to their music, <laughs> and then. Leonard Skinner is pretty good. I have a couple in my playlist. And then what was the other one? Eagles. Yeah, Eagles <laughs> they, is my worst. The Eagles are definitely I hate uh, the... <laughs> coming in last uh, a majority. <laughs> it's just a lot of really, really long kind of ballads of noise yeah. and, you know, a bit repetitive stuff that comes on in bars when you really don't want it to come on. So <laughs> I'm sorry, Eagles. Not that I think there's any huge Eagles fans listening. Or if you're in the back of a taxi cab, just trying to get back home and... Yeah. Yeah, true. Probably will come on. Chances are. But yeah, maybe maybe I just kind of associate it with a different uh, time that I don't like, if that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, and then uh, what, what would you like to tell us about uh, any kind of projects? That you do. So, um, the reason why I came on this podcast is that I thought I could get an in, even though I don't, um, even though I don't make a podcast, I have a zine and that's like mm -hmm. really important to me. Um, it's called Penny Lane Zine and it's kind mm -hmm. of loosely based on, um, uh, Almost Famous and I just make them and I, um, sell them on Instagram. So if you, look up Penny Lane Zine then it's there but it's just kind of like I don't play any instruments and I love music and I love being around people who make music and I just kind of wanted to make my own contribution to it so Penny Lane is kind of like my contribution to music I guess mm -hmm. yeah yeah that's oh, that's that's really cool yeah I haven't made one in about a month but I'm now that I'm on my uni holidays hopefully I should um do a couple more or, or at least you could get get them kind of ready to go and then yeah and i just sold them, them at um yeah i just sold them at a zine fair and my most recent one is actually about um the baby groupies in the 1970s which i don't know if you heard about but um it was kind of these these girls who were super young and they went out and kind of were pursued by people like Jimmy Page and David Bowie. So I kind of talk about how 
problematic that was, but also how they were kind of like fashion icons on the Sunset Strip at that oh. time. So, yeah, could be for an inst- interesting read. If you're interested, then just check out Penny Lane Zine on uh-huh. Instagram. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, there, and there's definitely, you know, I mean, for this movie, it's, it's, I, I say it's, um, Polexia that, uh, is the most questionable and, and, and her <laughs> seeming yeah. that, she, that she'll get with, uh, Jeff coming up. We'll have, we'll have certain couple scenes uh, coming up, I believe. Um, yeah. That, uh, wow, that's Jeff. That's, that's not good. <laughs> yeah. And he's so she, much older she than really her. Se- she seems the youngest. <laughs> Yeah, it's funny. How old was Kate Hudson when she filmed this? She was like twenty twenty one. I'm pretty sure. Oh, okay. I feel like she's someone who's just know. aged really well because I don't. Yeah. I don't feel like she looks that young. <laughs> but maybe it's because I'm used to her looking like so good when she's however old she is now. Can't do the yeah. Once she, but... Yeah, she's had like a couple babies now too. And... Yeah, some people are just mm-hmm. kind of a bit invincible. But yeah, I think. All of um, like Polexia's character is one of my favorites, especially when she puts on the English-ish voice and yeah. mm-hmm. is doing that narration to to William. That's my favorite mm-hmm. little bit of hers. <laughs> and her fashion choices—they're just like ridiculous, aren't they? Mm-hmm. In a good way. <laughs> okay. Well, this has been great uh, talking with you so far for this. Uh... Yeah. This uh, minute forty four, and uh, you should be able to join us back uh, next week uh, for minute forty five. Is that right? Yep, I surely will be. be great. <laughs> um, so yeah. uh, I just need to uh, let people know. I'm just uh, haven't been hadn't been iterating iterating enough during the first uh, uh, you know couple months or or more of the show when it was when it was three times a week, and we're now one a week, but. Um, uh, there is uh, one way to contact me is through the almost famous minute at gmail.com email. Um, and we are part of the uh, Pantheon Podcast Network. So I suggest Ooh. everyone to, to search that out and find all the other great uh, uh, rock and roll podcasts that are available there. Some that are about uh, groupies and such. Uh, uh, yeah, I, shout uh, out to mu- Muses and, and, and stuff. Muses, yeah. Yep, Muses is yeah. the title of one of them. Yes, if you're aware. Yeah. And also, if anyone's a fan of um, Pamela Debar, Miss P, she has her own podcast mm-hmm. on it as well. Mm-hmm. She's like my idol. Uh, <laughs> yeah, wonderful. <laughs> um, so we'll be back uh, next week with Minute 45. And until then, it's all happening. It's all happening. <laughs> I am a golden god! Yeah! 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 It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. 
and why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 